Thanks for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. Our hope is that it helps you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. What up, everybody? How's it going? Hello, hello. Nice to see all of you. Wow. We are back. We're going to try to go two weeks in a row this time, okay? So come back next week, and we'll, we'll try to do it two times in a row, church, okay? I loved the snow, but I'm glad we're back. I would literally rather be nowhere else tonight. I'm really glad to be here with you, and I'm excited to kind of finish up this series that we started in this semester called Armor. And this series, Armor, is kind of a look at this book of Ephesians, where this man named Paul is speaking to a, a people who live in a place called Ephesus, and they're called the Ephesians. And he's writing to the church members there. And he, he's telling this, this message to them. He's like, hey, I need you to fully understand the kingdom that you're living in and what it's like. And that's what he is kind of setting up. And so last time we were all together, two weeks ago, Flint started by saying, there is an enemy. There is a very real enemy because Paul starts that way. In the last chapter, in chapter six of Ephesians, he says, listen, you're not fighting against flesh or blood. You're not fighting against each other. You are fighting against an, evil, an enemy who is evil. And so if there's an enemy, there's probably a battle, right? Pretty much every good story has a fight for good and a fight for evil, right? And so there's this enemy and there's this battle happening and those are both very real things going on in our world, right? But there's also a very real king. There's a very real reality of a very real kingdom that God has established here on earth through a man named Jesus. And he is creating this kingdom and Paul is explaining, you need to understand that these kingdoms, though both real, are very different from one another. They're very different. Because the enemy in his kingdom over here, he rules in darkness. This enemy creates this kingdom where dark things and darkness is what rules. But our God, our king, the king of the kingdom we are living in, he rules in a kingdom of light where things are revealed and people can see clearly. This enemy over here, he rules in a kingdom of fear. He rules by making people afraid and he rules by, by domineering people and putting them down. But our God, our King, the ruler of our kingdom, he rules with confidence. He rules and gives you and I confidence to live in his kingdom. This enemy over here, he rules his kingdom with lies and deceit. He tries to convince you that the true things aren't true. But our king, the king in our kingdom, ruling us, he rules with truth. He dispels all falsehood. He changes the narrative and he speaks truth. And this kingdom over here in darkness is ultimately ruled by our enemy. But this kingdom of light is ruled by our friend. We are friends in this kingdom. We are not enemies. And that is the kingdom that we're living in. So the question for us tonight, as we move past the difference between these, king these two kingdoms, is are you prepared for the battle? Are you prepared because there's a real enemy, there's a very real battle, but there's also a very real victory. And so the question is, are you prepared? Now, 
I've not always been the most prepared person in my life. I would say I'm working on that aspect, but you know what? Where you're prepared, I'm probably not, okay? And there are a lot of stories in my life that I could tell you about times I've been unprepared for things. But a lot of those stories happened when I was playing a great sport called volleyball, okay? I love volleyball. I played volleyball a long time. It's a great thing. It's very fun. I was not always very prepared for volleyball, <laughs> okay? So I, in high school, was on this club team, and we were traveling to a tournament, right? Very early Saturday mornings normally, right? You're getting up. You're driving to, like, Springfield or Kansas City. Who, who has gone and done that for, like, a tournament or something? Yeah. So you're getting up really early, right? You got to be prepared because you're going to forget stuff. So we get up super early. I go ahead and I just wear my jersey, right? Wear my, wear my knee pads, have my shoes in the bag. I'm ready. We go out the door, right? We start playing. And it's about halfway through the game that I realize I have forgotten something extremely important. And I realize this while I'm playing on the front row in volleyball. So in the front row, who can tell me what happens in the front row playing volleyball? Anybody know? Yeah. You hit. Yeah, it's called hitting. You jump, you hit. You also do something else with like this. What back there? Spike. That's very similar to hitting. Mia? You set on the front row? Block. That's what I was looking for. You block. Now, everyone do this with me. Okay. This is how you block. This is how you block. Anybody have any idea what I might have noticed at this point that I forgot? Anybody have any idea? What I may have forgotten at this point. You don't wear gloves in volleyball, but that would be super cool. I heard someone say it over here. What? Deodorant. Forgot my deodorant, everybody. I could smell it. It wasn't pleasant. It was not pleasant. Now, let me say this. Can you play volleyball without deodorant on? Yeah, yeah, you can. But can I also tell you this? I was extremely distracted the rest of that game, okay? I was very distracted and very nervous about raising my arms, which is extremely important in the game of volleyball, considering that I'm also a setter, which this is the motion for that, okay? So lots of arms up, lots of being extremely aware that I had forgotten and I was extremely unprepared to finish this game, right? Now, hear me out. Paul is telling us tonight, don't forget your deodorant, okay? Don't forget it because you need it in this battle. Now, let me, let me explain a little bit, okay? Paul's not exact. Look at that. So prepared, Kimmy. Ever give it up for Kimmy? Got her deodorant right now. Incredible. You got two options. That's incredible. So much more prepared than me. I love it. Okay, so Paul is telling us, please don't, please don't forget your deodorant, okay? He, that's what he's saying. But let me explain a little bit, okay? Let's look at our verses for tonight, okay? They're in Ephesians chapter 6, boys. They're in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 20. Does somebody have that pulled up, like, on their phone, or could they get it pulled up? Someone come up and read it for me? Someone want to come up and read that for me? No? Do you have it? Do you want to read it? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. Olivia? 
No. Okay, that's fine. I'll read it, you guys. It's okay. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 6. Pull it up on your phone or maybe your Bible or read it with me on the screen. Sound good? All right, listen. This is what it says. It says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change. chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. The thing that I want us to remember, the thing that I want us to take away, the thing that I want us to do, today is found exactly in Ephesians 6. So if you, if you, if this sentence that I tell you, if you eventually forget it, here's what you can do. You can just know it's in Ephesians 6. Just go back to Ephesians 6, pull it up because this is what I want us to do tonight. Here it is. It's a two-parter. So I need you to read it with me. Okay. So here's, here's kind of our sentence. Okay. You guys are going to read the words in red. Ready? Put on every piece of God's armor. You can fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Let's try again. Put on every piece of God's armor. You can fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Now, unlike the screen, it's just a regular piece, not the, not this piece. Okay. Just so you know, it's a piece. Um, so very first, we have to put on every piece of God's armor. And that specific phrasing, I really love. Put on every piece of God's armor. In the, in the version that we heard of the Bible read before we, we started tonight, you heard, you heard that phrase. In the New Living Translation, they, they translate this phrase of putting on the full armor of God as putting on every single piece of God's armor. So that's where we start. Because none of the pieces of this armor are optional. None of the, the weapons or the defenses that God is going to arm us with are optional. Okay, in the, in the arsenal of God and the battle we are fighting, every single piece is important. So let's read every piece. It says, the belt of truth, the belt of truth, the body armor of righteousness. For shoes, we put on peace that comes from the good news. We use a shield of faith. We wear the helmet of salvation. And we wield the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, let's acknowledge none of these things are physical objects. Okay? Salvation doesn't fit on my head like a helmet, does it? No. It, that's kind of silly. But Paul is making a point. By, by explaining these things that don't actually fit on our body, Paul is making a point that it is intentional and important to wear the things of God, to put on these things that God is giving us. But 
it's extremely difficult to, to think about what that would mean to put on salvation or to put on righteousness. But Paul says it again in a different way to a different group of people in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. This is how he says it there. He says, the weapons we fight with are not with the weapons of the world. On the contrary, and help me out. To demolish strongholds. That is intense. And honestly, that sentence right there, I don't think that we need physical objects for what he's talking about, right? He is talking about something extremely different, extremely more important than a physical battle here. And Paul says that the weapons of God are extremely different. The arsenal that we are pulling from is extremely different when we live in the kingdom of light with this God. So my next question for you, is whose arsenal are you pulling from? God. Whose arsenal are you living from? God. To ask in a different way, what are the resources you live your life with? A lot of us, we're still trying to use the weapons and the defenses of, the, of our enemy in the kingdom of God. A lot of us are still pulling from an arsenal that's based in the kingdom of darkness. And these things, these things don't work in God's kingdom. Something that you might be pulling out of the arsenal of the kingdom of the enemy is deception. Deception is a big word, but we talked about that the kingdom that the enemy is running is based on deception. It's based on lies. Maybe you're spending all of your time and your energy pushing a certain agenda of what you want people to think you're like, or maybe what you even want people around you to think that they're like. Maybe you're spending your time spreading rumors and lies about people so that you might get what you want or have a certain friend group or be, or be thought of in a certain way. But I'm telling you, that is a weapon of the enemy. Some of you are using distraction. Like very simply, you are living distracted. You're doing anything you can to not feel or do anything positive or negative, right? Like you just want life to be like neutral. Maybe you're spending your time mindlessly scrolling on your phone, or maybe you're doing things with your free time that literally just numb you to the feelings that you have and the frustrations of your life but you just, you're just distracting yourself. A, I'm telling you, that, that is a weapon of the enemy and it, it doesn't belong in the kingdom of God. And the third is that some of us are just living in disobedience. Some of us know what's right and wrong and we choose wrong. Some of us know that we are objectifying people on screens or otherwise when we look at them. Some of us know that the things that we do, the lies, the lying, the cheating, the stealing that we're doing is all just in rebellion to the king of light, kingdom of light. But can I ask you to do something maybe risky today? Thank you. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Listen. Hey, hey, as long as you mean it, as long as you mean it, because it, it is risky. And here's what it is. Stop living that way. Don't be deceived. Don't be distracted. 
Don't disobey because you're living in a kingdom of light and that stuff literally doesn't work here. It doesn't fit right in this kingdom. Lying and cheating and stealing and numbing your life away is not what works in the kingdom of light because your God is the God of abundant life. So take that stuff off. Live in the kingdom of light where you put on righteousness, where your entire body, every piece of you is covered in righteousness, in doing what is right. Whether that is your righteousness or Christ's righteousness, it's what covers you. Live in the kingdom of light where what is always on your mind is the saving power of Jesus. Live in the kingdom of light where every word you speak is the words that God is speaking. Where you don't deceive people with your words, but you speak truth like your king does. Live in that kingdom. Take off the stuff of the old kingdom. Take off the stuff that is just a shadow of what the world wants you to think is life. And put on the the things that fit in the kingdom of God. Put on every piece. Have any of you guys seen the show Spy Kids? Anybody? It's an oldie. It's an oldie but a goodie, okay? That's what I always say. And that, that show helps me think about this, okay? Let me, let me run you through the plot really fast, okay? Here's what happens in Spy Kids. Spy Kids, these two young kids, Junie, which super cool name, and Carmen, okay? They find out that their parents are spies. And their, their parents have to go on a new mission. And their mission actually changes the life of Junie and Carmen. They find out that they actually have to go to this place like a safe house so that they're protected because their parents' mission has changed the things that put them in danger. Are you catching this? So spy kids, we have Junie and we have Carmen and they go to the safe house and they're like, what are we going to do? Like, we don't know how to do this. We don't know what we need to do. We don't know this place that we're living. And they start opening like all the drawers and the cabinets in this place and they close them and then they can like hear stuff popping in and they open them again and literally everything they could possibly need to be a spy is at their disposal. (laughs) Everything they could possibly need to live in this new reality that they have spies as parents is at their disposal and they just have to use it. They just have to learn to put it on. And so they do. They start putting on all this stuff and they start learning how to use it. And you know what? They actually help their parents find and complete the mission that that they're going on, right? This is, this is the reality of God's kingdom. When you enter into the kingdom of light, you have a new mission and you have a new arsenal. You have a new set of tools to complete the mission that God has for you. But Paul kind of ends this letter in a weird way. So I want us to, to finish reading these, these last few verses. Verse 18 in chapter six says, And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So put on all this armor Put it all on, be covered in the armor of God. And then first action step, first step after you've put on armor to go into battle, pray. 
It's a little weird, right? Like you're, you're suited up. You're ready to go into battle. You've got a sword in your hand. And Paul says, pray. But whose battle is it? Whose armor is it that we're wearing? The key word is God's. Whose victory is it when we win? This is the only next step that we can take in a kingdom of light because it's God's armor. It's God's kingdom. It's God's mission and it is his victory. And so who do we pray to? God. And we pray to him knowing that this mystery of a gospel, that two people, you and me and all of the enemies that you have in your brain could live in the same kingdom and be on the same mission and put on the same armor and worship the same God. Everyone, all the rich, all the poor, all the people are literally on this same mission in this same kingdom. And Paul needs us to know that when we put on every piece of God's armor, we will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. When God's reality has become real to you, when you stop living in a kingdom of darkness that's full of deceit and distraction, you will find Jesus. And Jesus will offer you everything that is his in his kingdom. Some of you have never lived in this kingdom of light. Some of you are learning about this for the very first time. And maybe you're a little confused. And that's okay, because God wants you in, in his kingdom, even if you're confused. He wants you to ask every question you have. He wants you to know without a shadow of a doubt that you belong here. And some of you, you're living in this kingdom, but you're using weapons of darkness. And because of that, you find it really hard. You find it scary maybe to talk about Jesus, to fearlessly make known the truth that Jesus has died for our sins. And because of that, we can live fearlessly for him. You find it really hard, but it's because you're using the wrong thing. It's because you're using the wrong weapons. It's because you have on the wrong armor. God has given you everything you need. So this is, this is I want us to come back to this sentence. Put on every piece of God's armor so that you can fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Put every piece on so that you can walk into your schools, into your homes, into your neighborhoods and fearlessly share the gospel with someone. Let's step into battle the same way Paul asks us to and let's pray. Father, thank you that you have offered us a new way of life, that you've offered us a new set of armor in a completely new kingdom with new resources to live by. God, I ask that as these students think about these two different kingdoms, these two different places that they could be pulling resources for life from, God, that you would show them that you are better you have what's best for them in mind. God, thank you for your kingdom and that you have made it available to us right now today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray, amen. 
Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.